Maybe you've heard the term genome sequencing. What exactly is it? And should we all be demanding that we have it done? Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on the scope. I'm with Wendy Coleman, a genetic counselor at the Huntsman Cancer Institute at the University of Utah. Ms. Coleman, describe what genome sequencing is and how it's different from, say, a routine genetic test. Genome sequencing refers to, you know, really evaluating the genetic code of our entire genome. Um, we kind of think about genome sequencing, um, there are kind of two different types. One would be um, looking at what we call our exome. That would be anal- analyzing the um, genetic code of really just the, the areas of our genetic material that contain genes. We have lots of filler genetic material in between all those genes. So there's a second technology called whole genome sequencing, which involves analyzing everything, um, including the the areas that are outside of, of specific genes. And we're learning more and more that this so-called filler DNA is actually important as well. Right. It, it, we think it is. So so that's why, you know, some clinical and, and research applications are, are looking even more broadly. So do you see this as becoming more common in the future that patients will have their entire genome or their exome sequence? Genetic testing technology is rapidly evolving. Um, in the past, you know, we used to very carefully evaluate families and tried to pick the best gene, you know, that we thought fit what maybe was going on with a particular patient or a particular family history, because testing even one gene was very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, technology is now making it so it's possible to, you know, sequence the whole exome or whole genome now for a few thousand dollars as opposed to the, you know, billion dollars that it took to do the first whole genome sequence. You may have, have heard this mentioned before, you know, we're moving towards the idea of the thousand dollar genome. But with that goes the million dollar interpretation. (laughs) So, you know, actually analyzing all that data and making meaningful sense of all the millions of variations that there are between humans and, and figuring out the ones that actually are, you know, providing, you know, meaningful information about that person's health. That's really where um, you know, the challenge of implementing this technology into actual clinical care comes into play. Is genome sequencing something that's covered by insurance at this point? Do you know? Um, it can be in certain circumstances. The first area that was really introduced into clinical care um, was in the pediatric setting, mm. um, where we can have very sick newborns who, you know, Time is crucial in right. making a diagnosis and going through this process of, well, maybe it's this gene, maybe it's that gene, maybe it's that gene. That's just a luxury that, that those babies don't have. Um, and so, you know, whole, whole exome or whole genome sequencing might be an approach to try to very, you know, as quickly as possible evaluate, um, the child to see if a genetic cause of their illness could be, um, identified. Um, so, you know, coverage in general of all genetic tests is is a little bit all over the board. We have mm-hmm. some insurers who readily cover genetic testing. We have others who exclude even very well-established tests. So I think with whole genome or whole exome sequencing, the coverage will depend on if, if that's something covered by the plan, but then also if a good case can be made as to why that extensive of a test is really the best approach for that situation. And you would think that... Um it could be a good thing to have your whole genome tested. After all, knowledge is power, right? 
I generally agree with that statement. You know, I think that, you know, knowledge is power, but I think that there is um, a lot of misunderstandings about what our our genetic code can tell us about ourselves. It is not if you have gene A, that equals future B. It's much more complex than that. And we are still, you know, so in the beginning stages of identifying and understanding, you know, all the genetic factors that contribute to disease. You know, what if a a change is found in a gene that predisposes to cardiovascular disease? But what if you have, you know, a variation in another gene that's associated with being protective against cardiovascular? What uh-huh. what does having those two results mean um, for any given person. It's not that a genetic code comes with this roadmap of at 65, you'll get a colon polyp, and at 70, you'll have a heart attack. And it's very much more ambiguous than that. And, you know, right now it's a lot of money um, Mm -hmm. to spend on something that is likely to provide information that that we really can't interpret or, or actually put into action at this point. Something else you wanted to bring up is sequencing tumors. Can you explain what the difference is between sequencing a tumor and sequencing an individual's DNA? Genetic testing technology, we often think of it being used to make a diagnosis in a person or to um, help predict who's at risk for diseases. But genetic testing can also can be used in other settings. And one of the areas that we're using it more and more frequently is in the area of cancer. Um, All cancers arise due to a series of genetic mutations. Um, And so while we may think of something as being breast cancer or colon cancer, every cancer is actually a little bit different because a different pathway of mutations occurred um, to create that cancer. Um, so the same technology that I was describing to look at, you know, whole genomes or exomes or, or panels of, of targeted genes is now being applied to tumors to help more specifically say, you know, not just is this a breast cancer, but exactly what type of breast cancer is this? Um, what mutations have occurred? And by looking at those mutations and knowing what role they're playing in, in a cell, um, can we then pick you know, a specific chemotherapy that may work better for this person. So this is is a new area where this technology is really, you know, being applied and um, an exciting area where the hope is more personalized and more effective cancer treatments. Um, But just like, you know, I was saying with using this testing for predicting disease risk, there are still limitations. You know, when we look at so many changes, we we don't necessarily know what every change is doing in the cancer cell. Um, we don't always have a chemotherapy that maybe targets that particular mutation. Um, but this certainly is a, a developing area of genetic technology. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.